All right. Welcome to another episode of How's the Pressure? I am your host, Haley Winter, and today we have a great show for you because I am bringing in Robin Van Costanzo to talk about Esalen Massage. Now, I'm not sure how many of you listeners are familiar with the Esalen Retreat Center in Big Sur, California, or about the massage practice that has sprung out of it. I personally have heard about it many times, but that's probably because I went to massage school in the San Francisco Bay Area, and that's fairly close to Big Sur. Uh, So pretty much every school I looked at had some form of offering around Esalen Massage. Now, I've never been to the place myself, but I've seen pictures and heard the most glowing depictions of people's experiences. In particular, the most often compliment I hear is the natural hot springs that are set into the cliffs. Now, you can spend your day taking workshops on anything from massage to beekeeping, and then relax into a hot tub that overlooks the ocean and watch the whales breach as they swim along the coast. Sounds pretty magical to me. And after this conversation with Robin, my determination to make it down there is greater than ever. Now, Ruth herself is a renowned bodyworker with decades of experience both in practicing bodywork and teaching it internationally. She's yet another guest on the pod who has been inducted into the Massage Hall of Fame. Uh, For her, it was back in 2012. Anyways, over the years, Robin has traveled around the world massaging rock bands and artists and athletes, and now she's settled back into North Carolina with her husband and kids, where they opened up a wellness spa offering massage, saltwater flotation, and somatic psychology. There were so many subjects I could have tackled with Robin, lots of different directions this conversation could have gone, and I might have her on again to do just that. Uh, however, she is one of the most qualified people in the world to talk about Esalen Massage, what makes it unique what it has to offer both the client and the practitioner. So that's the direction we took. I hope you enjoy the conversation and find it inspiring. I give you my conversation with Robin. Welcome, Robin. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Haley. I'm really excited. Great to, to have, be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to have this conversation about Esalen Massage because uh, I, I live not too far away. It's you know probably a three or four hour drive from from Big Sur where Esalen Massage started, and I have I have actually never been there. It's one of the, the things that my wife actually can't believe about me that I'm mm. I'm, I'm a body worker. I'm a hippie at heart, and I have not been to Esalen. So I'm curious, yeah. how did you discover Esalen Massage? You know, my mom discovered it actually first uh, when I was a child. She had gone there. And then in uh, my 20s, my mom had actually, I lived in Oakland, not far from where you live. And we were, we lived in a house that was in the Oakland fire that burnt down. And at that point, we all sort of scattered. And my mom went down to Esalen because she had been there before. And my brother and I went off to Canada for a year. And then we went to visit my mom. At Esalen. So that was sort of my first experience there. And when I got there, I was like, what is this wild hippie place? You know? <laughs> um, but I, I pretty quickly got a massage when I got there. That's like the thing to do when you're at Esalen is get a massage. And so that's how I discovered Esalen Massage. And I was really, I had only had a couple massages in my life, but it was so transformative that I was blown away. I was like, what is going on with this 
massage. I need to, I need to find out more. Mm. So I began studying it pretty, pretty quickly once I got there. So two questions there. How old were you when you went there for the first time? So I was 23. 23. I was, yeah, I was young. Um, and yeah, I went there. I went there as a, they have a work study program at Esalen. Yeah. So that's how initially, aside from coming there to visit my mom, that was sort of how my brother and I both arrived there. And, uh, and we, we got into the work study program. And what, in your experience, because you, you said you had a few massages before that, what was the difference in your experience of that massage versus the other massages you had had up to that point? Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I only had a few massages before that, so I didn't have a huge uh, you know, experience base. But when I got the Esla massage, I felt... Let's see, how do I put it? I felt changed. You know, I felt like it was very transformational, um, physically, emotionally. Uh, it, we had a very emotional component to it that really surprised me, I guess. Hmm. I had been a dancer. I was a dancer my whole life. And so I had a lot of holding uh, in my body from dancing. And I just started to feel all that begin to unravel, I guess. Hmm. So which I'd never experienced before, even knew was possible. So you went through the work-study program, and you yeah. got certified in Esalen Massage. What made you decide to go from practicing to teaching? Because that's uh, some people think that's a natural evolution. I, I have done it myself. It, it doesn't necessarily happen just because for me. Like I had to like choose it and <laughs> want it. What was that yeah. for you? Yeah. Well, you know, I hadn't really, I didn't really choose teaching quite honestly. I had never really decided, thought I would do massage. It just sort of, uh, happened. You know, I was there, I was learning massage and an opportunity came up for me to, to practice on the Esla massage crew. And I applied and I, I got in and then I just, I, I've always kind of loved teaching. I, I taught yoga, um, and so I just started assisting workshops at Esalen, assisting the teachers. And I think at some point I just had assisted so many workshops. They were like, it's, it's time for you to teach. <laughs> You're ready. Just start teaching. I actually, my first teaching experience was a crazy one. I, um, I went, someone invited me to come and teach in Bali in a, uh, we do a certification program for Esalen Massage. So, you know, I was, I was in my, mid twenties. And I was like, Bali sounds great. Yes. I'm, I'm in, I'm on. So I went to Bali, um, to be the assistant and the instructor that invited me got sick almost immediately. And so I got thrown into the instructor instructor position and, you know, I just sort of got thrown in the fire. It was like, all right, now, and now you're teaching, you know, these 25 students in Bali, it's all being translated and you know, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my that was my first teaching experience. <laughs> Trial by fire. Totally. It was totally. And everything that went wrong pretty much uh, any everything that could go wrong went wrong. It was a really challenging group. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But in the end you enjoyed it enough to continue. <clears throat> I did. I did. I I I was excited about teaching. Um and I, I loved it. You know, I loved, I, I was excited. I am excited about bodywork in general. And so to be able to share that with students was really exciting and, um, and fulfilling, you know, to, to be able to share my passion and excitement hmm. about 
this style of body work, especially that, that was really so transformative for me. So you've been teaching for many, many years. In your experience, yeah. what is the most common misconception about Esalen massage? Yeah, well, I think there's a few. Uh, one is is um, a lot of people watch it in the flowy style of Esalen massage, and they have a, uh, this idea that it's not deep, that it's just this light, flowy, um, sort of fluffy massage, <laughs> I guess. And that's just so not true. Um, Esalen massage can really range from, from being very energetic to quite deep. Uh, some of our Esalen practitioners you know, have studied with Ida Rolf and uh, deep tissue practitioners. And so some of it can be very deep and very contactful. Mm. So it really, it really, that's probably one of the major misconceptions. Um, the other is, is uh, people, a lot of people get this from the Esalen massage video that we made in the mid nineties is that, you know, pretty much we use no draping or <laughs> very little. And um, anyone who's watched that video, you know, which sort of, I could see where they could think that because uh, there is such minimal draping used in the video. However, I think it's just, it's, if you just watch that video, it's just out of context, you know, because we were all, we were filming that video at Esalen at the baths that are clothing optional in the mid nineties. So, <laughs> so I, um, so that's why I just recently made my own video actually to really show that you can do Esalen massage and use, uh, you know, draping that would be appropriate for any client in any setting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And most of the people who study Esalen massage, are they longtime practitioners or are they newer students? What is the, what is the spectrum? What is the. Yeah. Well, we have like a really wide range. So when I go to Esalen to teach, which I do two or three times a year, we have people that are total beginners that are just interested or kind of curious about massage in general. And then we'll also have really, you know, the whole range of practitioners uh, that have been studying up to a long time. So that those are always really interesting workshops to teach because we've got the mix, the blend of the total novice, total beginner. Uh, some people would just like taking lots of massage workshops and that's as far to someone who may have been practicing for many, many years. And I really like to, um, when I teach, I really like to stay true to the Esalen principles and the foundational techniques. And so I just ask everyone to have beginner's mind, you know, and to, to try to even that playing field and, I find that people that have been practicing a long time get as much, if not sometimes more out of it than the beginners even because it uh, enlivens or refreshes their, their massage practice and gives them a new perspective, uh, a new way of looking at the massage. So, hmm. Well, you mentioned exciting. these foundational <laughs> principles of Esalen massage. Is it, it's, it's around the practitioner's approach, right? Can yeah, yeah. Can you speak um, a little bit about like what what those foundational principles are and like how they how you apply them? Right. Well, Esla massage initially uh, when it was developed in the in the sixties and late sixties, early seventies, really came out of um, these I, these teachings. A lot of Fritz Perls, who was teaching Gestalt therapy, practicing Gestalt therapy at Esla. So it really one of those foundation principles is 
using the massage practice as an awareness practice. So while I'm giving an essence massage, I'm really tracking my experience as I'm giving the massage. And this is one thing that I think that makes essence massage very unique. It's almost like a moving meditation. So um, I'm using that time uh, and that experience to really bring about more awareness for myself and, and hence more awareness for the person that's receiving as well. So that's one of the principles, along with um, this um, real commitment to high-quality presence and touch, and uh, really like committing to like showing up and, and paying attention. So you know, I, uh, when I get massaged, anyway, you know, sometimes it's easy to start. The mind just will wander away and start thinking about what I might you know, be cooking for dinner for my kids, whatever, whatever's, you know, <laughs> on my mind. And so in Esla massage, we really like, it's sort of this constant, like, practice of like, oh, okay, my mind's wandered off. And now I'm going to bring it back to what my hands are doing and what my feet are doing and what I notice with this client in front of me. And um, so there's this quality of, of meditation, I guess. Um, that along with a real um, listening. So while I'm working with somebody, instead of doing uh, a set routine, I'm, I'm doing a technique and then I'm really listening to the response that I'm getting from their body. And then my next technique is going to be a response to that response. So it's, it's a conversation, if you will. Uh, so that keeps the massage very alive and very interesting and can take it in many different directions. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about this <laughs> internal experience or awareness of your internal experience while being sensitive and receiving and receptive to what's happening yeah. to, with the client that feels like a lot to handle, a lot to balance. Do you <laughs> find that students struggle with that? Cause I, I <laughs> Off the top of my head, I would feel like oh, I'm going to struggle with this. I'm so used yeah. to paying attention to what's going on underneath my hands and maybe my body mechanics, but not my own internal experience. Yeah. Well, this is one reason why I I say that Esla massage can be simple, but not easy. And it's just like, you know, if anyone who has a meditation practice who sits down to try to try to meditate, you know, it's like. Uh, the mind just can go in a million different directions. And it's no different than, you know, doing massage. Um, the, the mind can just go in a million different directions. And, and I think it, a lot of massage therapists are trained to put all their attention on their client and to really give a huge amount of focus to what they're doing and what the client's doing. Um, but I found that actually turning uh, a big portion of that attention back to myself actually really enhances the massage as well as the experience for my clients. Um, so it sounds a little counterintuitive, possibly. Um, however, um, I find it's really, really effective and it and allows me to be a little more uh, intuitive and a little more perceptive um, when I'm really listening to my own experience as well. What I always tell my students is just allow it to be natural. Just when your attention goes to your client, just to, just notice that. You know, when your attention shifts, let it come back to you. You might even, 
at Esalen, we're often doing massages outside. So it's easy to let uh, my attention shift out to the ocean or, you know, that like, you know, um, dolphin swimming by or whatever. And just to allow that natural shifting of attention, which happens anyway in real, real, really. Um, but it's sort of just watching yourself do it as opposed to, um, you know, just letting it go wherever it wants. Um, cause I think it's just, it's human nature that our minds are just going to drift around. And so, um, and then when you're watching it, then you can watch if it shifts off to like, you know, what am I going to make for dinner? And you can go, Oh, wait, I'm not being very present with this moment. I'm thinking about something else. And then you can just naturally let it shift back to one of those places. Hmm. Yeah. Well, in its, in its simplest form, it does feel very pure in how you show up with your client, right? Because it's, it's practicing forgiveness for yourself for letting your mind go somewhere else, like the dinner you're preparing, but also reminding yourself that that's not the purpose of the session. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah. And you know what, what, for me, what happens when I, when I let myself really practice that in the true form it keeps me, it keeps every massage really alive and interesting. Like, um, no massage. I, I just, I can't get bored really. <laughs> Cause there's so much to pay attention to. Um, and so I often have students say to me, like, I'm just really stuck. I'm bored. I'm doing the same routine over and over again, you know, and usually my response is that they should be paying attention a little more to, to what, what's going on for them internally. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're just going into a set routine and they're bored, it's, there's something that they're not paying attention to, you know, or, you know, that they're letting their mind go off somewhere else. Right. Um, their, their experience is probably the same each time because they're constantly daydreaming. And so if, yes. if, if that is where you go, that is eventually that experience becomes monotonous. Exactly. Exactly. Because really like, there's nothing boring about like, having a body under your hands. There's like so many amazing, fascinating things to pay attention to, you know? Mm. So, yeah. So if someone were to observe like an Esalen massage session taking place, would it look different or have a different feel than other types of massage sessions? Well, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, Esalen massage, well, there's a few things that really, I think, make it stand out is one is these long flowing strokes. Um, and um, we, we like to cover the whole body up and down. And if you were watching someone doing an Esalen massage, you would see that they, kept, they would keep going from the top to the bottom and flowing from right to left. So there's this very fluid, flowy, almost ocean-like rhythm happening in the massage, um, along with incorporating some you know, rocking and lots of moving the body. But also Esalen massage is done very slowly. So um, again, it's got this meditative quality. So there's a slow flowing movement that um, I, when I'm at Esalen, I love to, to go and sit in the hot tubs and, and watch the practitioners because we practice massage in a group there. So you can just sit and watch, you know, four or five or six people give a massage at the same time. And it's really like watching this beautiful dance happening where everyone's uh, just like slowly flowing around and it's really enjoyable, <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> Earlier you mentioned that uh, some of the practitioners of Esalen massage have studied with people like Ida Rolf. 
Um, yeah. Can you speak to the influence that different body workers have had on the practice of Esalen massage? Yeah, yeah. Well, the the beautiful thing about uh, practicing massage at the Esalen Institute and and the the opportunity I had to live there for sixteen years was that many amazing teachers come to Esalen. So in the early days, you know, it was uh, well, there was a woman named Charlotte Silver, and she didn't actually. She wasn't a, a body worker, but she did something called sensory awareness. And a lot of the original originators of Esalen Massage were some of her students. Um, and they were doing things like just being a very aware of their movements, you know, walking across the room very slowly and eating slowly and just, just really getting into just how they experienced themselves as they moved. So out of her teachings, and I mentioned Gestalt Therapy, Fritz Perls, but like Ida Rolf was one of the um, one of the teachers at Esalen, you know, in the early late sixties, early seventies, along with like Milton Traeger, who developed Traeger technique, and Moshe Feldenkrais. And so the originators of Esalen massage were all students of theirs, and so they really influenced Esalen massage in that, you know. Uh, for example, Ida Rolf really had a lot of attention to structure and balance in the body and how do we create more balance in the body um, and looking at, at bodies and, and how they function and move. And so, you know, a lot of the philosophies and principles were applied to Esalen massage, as well as uh, Moshe Feldenkrais was all about, you know, uh, again, creating this fluidity of movement and awareness in movement. And so you'll see in Esla Massage, some of the techniques were really directly taken from some of those teachers, um, but, but even more so some of the principles that they were uh, working with. And then in more modern day, you know, teachers continue to come to Esalen. So um, some of the teachers I've studied with, you know, John Upledger, for example, started coming and teaching at Esalen and, and uh, some Thai massage teachers and Fritz Smith, who teaches um, zero balancing. So the great thing about living at Esalen is, you know, we would just uh, go and take workshops from these teachers and then take our favorite techniques or principles from them and continue to infuse the Esalen massage with those techniques. So the the practice itself is kind of constantly evolving as you bring these high level teachers of other modalities in and kind of incorporate. It's like a living, breathing it's, organism. Yeah, in itself. absolutely. I think so. I, in terms of the techniques, I think the philosophies kind of hold true, but the techniques keep changing and evolving. And every time I go there, I I sort of look to see what's like the newest technique everybody's doing these days. You know. The long strokes stay consistent, but uh, aside from that, you know, people, yeah, they just keeps evolving, which is, which is fun, which is, yeah, makes it interesting. Hmm. So what's your favorite thing about <laughs> teaching Esalen Massage? Gosh, well, you know, one thing I love about teaching Esalen Massage is that it's a, it's a way of approaching massage. So... For one, a lot of a lot of students that I teach have never don't really do these long flowy strokes from like the feet all the way up to the top of the head. So just that one simple stroke can be kind of revolutionary for a lot of people. Um, 
I find students were like, I always wanted to do that, or I intuitively do that, but no one ever taught me to do that. Um, so just that idea that that you can travel around the body in that way, and 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 make the massage feel very whole body, um, can be kind of revolutionary to students. And then this whole idea that they can pay attention to themselves while they're giving a massage, um, again, just is very. It can be very like eye opening. Um, I find that a lot of students that I have are injuring themselves or um, they just have very poor body mechanics and, or they're getting burned out. And so these ideas of like, well, you can actually turn some attention back to yourself and, and notice how you feel in your body and, and make shifts and changes anytime during the massage uh, can really wake people up to some new possibilities. Even people that have been teaching or, you know, practicing for many, many years. So I love that I can teach beginners and, you know, seasoned practitioners and they can get something out of it. Yeah. So you mentioned that people have almost like breakthroughs or, or revelations when they start doing these long strokes. And you st- and, and that's what you're really excited about is that, that kind of moment for them. And do you have yeah. any particular stories or events that you remember in particular that kind of embody that? You know, I've had students, I'm thinking of one student now who, you know, was just pretty much ready to to quit doing massage um, because she was just so burned out and and doing the same thing and her body hurt. And just after, you know, a five day workshop, she was like so invigorated that she could do a style of massage that didn't hurt her body, that um, invited her to pay attention to herself. Um, you know, she was super excited about, about continuing on. So stuff like that's just so rewarding as a teacher to, to, to witness that. Yeah. And so when's your next workshop going to be and what are you going to focus on? Yeah. Well, um, my next workshop is in September 18th and 19th here in Asheville, North Carolina. That's where I live. Um, I'm doing an introduction to Esla massage two day workshop. Um, I'll be back at Esla in California in October and then in March, I'm going to do a full certification program here in Asheville again. So that's 100 hours. So Esalen is a registered, a trademarked um, modality. And so to call yourself an Esalen massage practitioner, you need to go ahead and take our full certification program. And so I offer that here in Asheville to already licensed massage therapists. Awesome. Um, and what? Yeah. Uh, where can they find out more information about the, those trainings and about you? So my website is esselininstructor.com. Uh, all the information about me and my teach my classes and my I also own a spa here in Asheville. It's all on that website. Nice. All yeah. right. And if you had a magic wand that you could change one thing about the massage world, what would it be? Well, you know, I just think massage should be more accessible to, to everybody. And I think, I think everybody should be able to learn massage. So I think that would be it. It's like more training for just like the mom who wants to like massage her kids. Well, this is interesting. Yeah, it, brings, it brings up a subject of, you know, there's this uh, continuing push and press towards more education and higher educational standards for massage therapists. Yeah. So yeah. how do you balance that where you want to make massage more available, 
but also kind of raise the bar with regards to the people who practice it professionally? Good question. I don't know if I have the answer for that. Mm. (laughs) That's a good question, you know, Um, because I do agree. I mean, I think that um, professionals need to be really skilled. And, you know, I I think that it's um, I'd like to see the bar raised uh, in terms of uh, skilled practitioners, you know, and I've had great success working with people who know absolutely nothing about massage and teaching them some basic like how to touch, you know, I think that, I think it's in us how to touch. Like we just, a lot of people just need more, more permission and just a little bit of guidance. Mm. But Yeah. A container to, so, to learn a and contain- play yeah, where it's yeah. actually safe to do so. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, I work in a massage school and I, I, you know, I think, uh, I really value the training. I think it's important to learn all the anatomy and physiology, but I also notice that the more heady it gets, the less people kind of focus on like what's important, which is like how it feels. <laughs> and so that I, I have to say, I would like a little more emphasis on like, it's great to know your stuff and it has to feel good too. I like it. Well, that's so, a, that feels like a, yeah. a good place to end it. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, this is just really, really fun to Excellent. chat with you. And, yeah, Very good. Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining me. And thank you, Haley. Um, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Awesome. Great. Take care. Thanks so much. Okay. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go ahead and review it on iTunes. And if you have any questions that you had wished I had asked or topics you want me to cover in the future, please visit the website at www.howsthepressure.com where you can send me an email and hopefully I can include it. Until next time, be good and be well.